Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Well, uh, I do want to say happy Father's Day to everybody. And I loved that uh, thing that was on the side a while ago about it's not a, I'm, it's not a dad bod, it's a father figure. Um, that was a good one. Well, hey, I do want to say uh, happy Father's Day to my dad who is here today. So glad you're here today. First time ever visiting. And uh, so glad you're here. And uh, Tammy, love you. So glad you guys are with us today. It's going to be a good day. My little boy gave me my Father's Day gift yesterday. Anybody wearing their Father's Day gift today? Who's got a new shirt on? Come on, raise your hand high up in the air if you got a new Father's Day shirt on. Come on, I see you, Pad. I see you back in the back. You guys look good. Look at them and say, your kid did a good job. Or your wife. I don't know who picked it out for you. Uh, I recently got a new car, and I've always been kind of OCD about keeping my car clean. And so my child bought me a vacuum cleaner for my car, and it was so I could keep my car clean. He was so excited to give me that vacuum cleaner. Daddy, daddy, daddy. But now he's making a mess in the car because he knows that I can clean it. So solid. I mean, just what I wanted, crumbs everywhere. But I got a vacuum cleaner. Who got a Blackstone yesterday? I see you there, Chris. I'm coming over this week. Well, I do want to, uh, I want to speak to dads today, but I want to speak to everybody in the room. We were really light on moms, but today we're going to really bring it to the dads. No, I'm, I, I hope to encourage everybody today, and uh, I hope that you leave just saying, man, I'm glad I was in church. We've got some fun activities uh, after church. I think there's barbecue nachos and putt. They're setting up a whole putt-putt golf course right now out there, so you're going to want to play and win whatever the prize is, a whole cooler of good stuff. And so that's after service. But one of the things I love about being a dad is I love seeing my little boy grow up. Uh, It's just been fun. I know that you've said this before. You've heard this said. They'll ask, you know, which season is the best season? Come on, dads. It's every season. Every season is a little better. Every season also has some challenges. And sometimes you're like, this is a little worse. But for the most part, right, it's like it just keeps getting better and better and better. And uh, one of my favorite things about my son's age right now is he's five. And so for the past three years, uh, there's been this constant like him learning new trades and him learning new tricks, you know, and then watching to see if I was proud of him. It started off the first time that he went to, you know, the potty all by himself. Any parents ever been there? And afterwards, he's like, daddy, 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 look it, look it, look it. I did it. And it's in that moment like he was waiting for something, right? You know what I'm talking about, parents. Your child does something for the first time, and he's like waiting, or she's waiting to just see, did you see that? Like, seriously, Dad, did you just see what I did? Can you just acknowledge me? And it's like their eyes get bigger, and they're just waiting for you to say, I saw it, son. I'm so proud of you. You did it. You peed. That's like a normal human being thing, but you did it. And then it proceeded to happen with every other thing in life. Daddy, daddy, daddy builds the Lego now. Did you see it? I mean, the face that he made the first time he built a Lego all by himself as he waited for that affirming statement. Son, you did it. I'm proud of you. You got this. And so it's just like this constant cycle I'm learning with my five-year-old of like trying new things and then looking to see my response. Like, hey, 
Are you noticing that I'm growing up? Are you noticing I'm getting bigger? Are you noticing I did all that on my own? And maybe you don't have kids, but you understand this idea. You've been to the pool maybe this summer, and you've seen the nine-year-old that stands over on the side and does the cannonball, right? And right after, he looks to his dad to see if his dad saw that he did it, and his dad's over in the corner, you know, he's just chilling. Mom carried in all this stuff, and dad's just chilling, right? And, and dad's over there. He's like, way to go, son. You did it. I'm proud of you. And then he proceeds to do it 999 more times and to everyone around the pool. Did you see me? Are you proud of me? I did it. Look at me, daddy. Watch me, watch me, watch me. And so that's, that's just part of life. It's part of him growing up. It's part of this, this, this thing in him that wants his dad's affection and approval and blessing in his life. And I started thinking about that as I was thinking about our message for Father's Day, and I thought, you know what, isn't it true that all of us are wired this way? All of us are wired to, to need approval. All of us are wired to be wanted and to be seen and to be known and for someone, whether we realize it or not, to say, hey, did you see me do that? Are you seeing me do a good job? Are you seeing how I parented? Are you seeing how I just landed that business transaction? Are you seeing how I treated, are you seeing that? That in fact, we're hardwired for affirmation. We're hardwired for somebody to say, hey, you did a good job, I'm proud of you. Now we probably haven't thought about that in a while. But if you think about it, you'll realize there's a little bit of that in you. And it started at a very young age. And so about 30 years ago, a family counselor by the name of John Trent, he wrote a book called The Blessing. Fantastic book. Highly recommend you reading that book. And there was a statement that he made when he studied hundreds, maybe even thousands of families. And he said this when it comes uh, to, to, to that book. And I'm going to skip this slide here. Uh, but he, oh, he said this. He said, no matter your age, and so whether you're five or whether you're 30 or whether you're 60 in this room, no matter your age, the approval of your parents, well, it affects how you view yourself. And not only does it affect how you view yourself, but it also affects your ability to pass that approval on to your children, spouse, and friends. And so no matter your age in this room, whether or not you receive this kind of blessing from your parents, it affects you. It affects how you view yourself and then how you can pass on that approval to other people. And so if you're in this room today and you're a parent, you have an incredible responsibility. If you're in this room today and you're a dad, you have an incredible responsibility. Your willingness to offer this kind of approval to your son or to your daughter, it will shape them. It will affect them. It will determine whether or not they one day can pass that on to others. And maybe you're not a parent. Maybe you're in the room and, and, and you, know, you are a son and you are a daughter. You get this. Whether or not you were approved growing up, whether or not somebody ever told you, hey, they were proud of you. In fact, for some of you, maybe it's a blessing that you've never really received. You heard things like, I'm disappointed in you. And you're 45 now and you're still living with that wound in that moment. Or maybe a teacher told you you're a failure. You'll never amount to anything. 
And now you've went from job to job to job to job and you're just trying to prove that person wrong. Or maybe for you, it was a brother or a sister. It was a parent that said, why can't you be like your brother? Or why can't you be like your sister? Maybe for you, it wasn't that that, 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 that nobody, or it wasn't that anyone said anything negative, but maybe they just said nothing at all. Maybe you grew up in, in a home that they were physically there, they were relationally there, but emotionally, they were not there. Maybe you remember as a child growing up and you were all alone at the ball game waiting for dad to come. And so you get this. You get that no matter your age, the approval of your parents, it, it affects you. It affects how you view yourself. And this is, this is why this is important. Because not only does it affect you, but it affects you in a very, in a very powerful way to where you end up spending your life. You end up spending your life trying to prove something to someone trying to prove something to someone. Maybe you spend your life trying to get that job and trying to get ahead because you've got to prove to that teacher that you can and you're not a failure. You spend your life trying to succeed in, in all of these areas because you feel like you've got to prove it to that coach or you've got to prove it to that friend or you've got to prove it to that girlfriend that dumped you. That girlfriend that left you and you thought you weren't handsome enough or strong enough or whatever, and now you spent your life trying to prove yourself, and it's why you spend hours in the gym, it's why you spend all this time at work going nine to five trying to make you know all the money that you can because if you think if you have the right car and you have the right house and you have the right stuff, it proves to everyone around you you've made it. You're good, but deep down inside, there's something unhealthy in you that, that stems from this lack of blessing and lack of affirmation and lack of spoken you know, word over you to where now you spend your life trying to prove yourself to someone. And that is not healthy. And you might be in here and you might be saying, I don't really care about that. I don't really need that. I don't really care if people like me. But deep down inside, you do. You're wired that way. You are hardwired by God for approval and for affection. And maybe you're a man in the room and you're thinking, just get over yourself. So you never felt loved. So you've got daddy problems. I wish it were that simple. I wish it were that easy, but it's not. And if you don't deal with it, it will deal with you. And it'll come out. It'll come out in your parenting. It'll come out in your marriage. It'll come out in your job and in your friendships and in your relationships. And everybody else around you will see it. Sometimes it's hard to see it for ourselves. And so maybe you're in here today, though, and you've received this kind of approval. You grew up in a healthy home. You receive the kind of love and affirmation and affection and all those things, and it's wired you and shaped you today, and you would say, I'm an emotionally healthy person. I would say you're one of the rare ones. 
that in the last generation that we've all lived in and grew up in, that hasn't been the case. It's been a pretty fatherless generation. Isn't it true that's what this has been labeled? But if you are and you would say, you know what, I grew up healthy, I received that. Well, what a great opportunity that you have to pass this on now to the next generation. What a great opportunity you have to look at spiritual sons and daughters around you and the person to your right and the person to your left that you have no idea what they went through. You have no idea the sleepless nights that they've had. And your word of affection or your word of love or your word of approval, hey, you look good. That's a great smile. You're doing better than you think you are. You're a great mom. You're a great dad. That deal that you landed, man, I'm so proud of you. Why is it that encouraging one another like that sometimes feels cheesy? Because the enemy's been after it. The enemy for a long time has been after this self-esteem thing in us. In fact, right after here in a minute, a scripture that I'm going to read, we see the enemy coming in and attacking this very blessing that I'm about to talk about. So in Matthew chapter 3, if you have your Bible, I'd love for you to get it out. Matthew chapter 3 we see this beautiful principle modeled of receiving a blessing. And so just to set it up for you, in Matthew chapter three, Jesus is about to begin his public ministry. And right before he begins his public ministry, his father gives him an incredible blessing. And not only do I think it's a blessing that was for Jesus that day, but I think it's also a blessing for us today. And it's really an incredible model to all the dads out here of how we can bless our children. And so in Matthew chapter three, Jesus goes to John the Baptist and he asks to be baptized. And at that moment, we see the spirit of God descend on Jesus and there's a voice from heaven that opens up and this voice blesses his son. And so in Matthew chapter three, verse number 17, I want you to see this blessing that comes down to Jesus as he's beginning his public ministry. It says, and a voice from heaven came down and said, this is my Son, this is my son, whom I love, and with him, I'm well pleased. This is my son, whom I love, and with him, I am well pleased. Three parts of this blessing that I want to show you today. And I think it's a blessing that we see here, obviously, that Jesus received, but I think it's also a blessing that we can receive today, and it's also an incredible blessing that we can pass on to our children and to those around us. The first is this, it's the blessing of identity, the blessing of identity. A voice from heaven said, this is my son. It's the blessing of identity. See, many knew Jesus that day as those gathered around to see him be baptized. Maybe there was hundreds of thousands of people or hundreds or thousands of people there, but, but many that knew Jesus, they knew him as the son of Joseph in the natural. People may have experienced him as Joseph's son, but now the father is blessing him and in doing so is letting all those around see, is letting all those around know, hey, this is who you've been waiting for. And so that moment would have been incredible that moment of identity where all those that were there and all those that were seeing this take place is like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is the one we have been waiting for. 
This is the one that was spoken about. This is the one for the last 400 years that that we've been in silence and we've been wondering and we've been waiting. This is the one that is to come. This is the savior of the world. This is the one that came to save people from their sins. Joseph may have raised him, but God has begot him. Joseph may have been the one to, to, you know, let him grow up in his house, but this is the son of God. And so God is saying, this is my son. See, the blessing of identity is so important. Moms, dad, the blessing of identity, how you're shaping your child's identity, it matters. It matters that you help them realize who they are. It does, because if you don't, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, someone else will shape their identity. Culture will shape their identity. The system around us will shape their identity. And so moms and dads, dads, specifically today, you're shaping your son's identity. You're shaping your daughter's identity. You need to be the one to shape it. See, they're not gonna shape it themselves. They're too young to shape their own identity. And everything around them saying, this is who you are, this is what you should be, this is how you should act. But just because everybody around is shaping their identity doesn't negate the fact that you are the most important part of their life. Because you're a man of God. You're a woman of God. You're you're a believer in this room. And so how you shape your son or daughter's identity It's huge. You get to shape it in the word of God. You get to help them understand who they are and not only who they are, but whose they are. They are his. And who they are is children of God. And so the blessing of identity, Ephesians 1.5 says this. It says, and he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. One of the things that you have to know when it comes to your identity in Christ is you were predestined for adoption to sonship. So if you're in this room, you have to understand that since the beginning of time, you have always been on God's mind. Not just as a random human being with flesh, but as a son and a daughter. In fact, what is so powerful, as you look at this word sonship and you understand this word son here, and then the same word that is in Matthew chapter three where he says, this is my son, if you look that word up in the Greek, it is the same word. The same word in Matthew chapter three is the word that's used in Ephesians one here where it says adoption to sonship, meaning this. The same way that God the Father viewed his son is the same way that God the Father views you. See, his plan for you has always been to understand how God views you and that God sees you as a son. He sees you as a daughter. See, for you to receive this blessing is one of the biggest things in your life that can unlock, I believe, all the other blessings of God. See, this Bible is full of blessings for you. This Bible is full of words from our heavenly father that he wants to bless you, that he wants to do great things in your life, that he wants to provide for your family. All of these things, all of these beautiful promises, you know what I think activates them? 
You understanding that as an heir, you can receive them. As a son or daughter, they're yours. See, John 1, 2 says this. It says, yet to all that did receive him. So when you receive Christ, if you don't know Christ today at the end of service, I want to give you an opportunity to know Christ. Because when you receive Christ, when you believe in his name, he gives you the right to become children of God. In Galatians, it said, when the time had fully come, it said that God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that they might receive adoption. And so all throughout scripture, we see this principle played out, the blessing of identity that our heavenly father so wants us to know that you're just not this breathing piece of flesh, but he sees you when you receive him as a father, as a son and a daughter. And if you will receive that, if you will receive that, it can change everything because when you are his sons, when you're his daughter, God sends the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out Abba, Father. Abba, Father. So you no longer are a slave. A slave to your past, a slave to this wandering in the wilderness, wondering whose you are and wondering if you could ever, you know, figure it out, wandering through the emptiness. But, but you're his child. And since you are his child, you're also his heir. And so how do I know that the blessing unlocks of understanding your identity, all the other blessings? Because when you understand you're a son and daughter, you realize as an heir, it belongs to you. It's available to you. And so here's, here's, if you're taking notes, write this down. I guess here's the bottom line of that point, and it's this. Through Jesus, you have been offered an invitation not just simply to be forgiven by God, but to be adopted into the family of God. That's really good. <laughs> just let that soak in for a minute. He didn't come just to forgive you. He came for you to realize you're a son. You're a daughter. powerful. It's powerful. It's something that you can rest in. It's something that hopefully will shape you as a follower of Christ. It's an incredible blessing to receive, and it's an incredible blessing to pass on. And so the first blessing is the blessing of identity. The second blessing is this. It's the blessing of love. Three blessings, the blessings of identity and the blessing of love. He said, this is my son whom I love. Whom I love. I love that. This is my son whom I love. First John 3, 1 says this. See how much our father loves us, for he calls us his children. There it is again. That's what we are. Romans 5, 8 says that God loved us so much that he demonstrated his love for us while we were still sinners. In other words, before you ever chose him, he chose you. 
Before you ever said yes to him, he said yes to you. That he loved you so much that while you were yet a sinner, Christ came and died for you. See, this is the gospel. I don't know if church is new to you, but the gospel is this, that all of us were born sinners. All of us were born separated from God. But God loved us so much. He loved you so much that he sent Jesus for us. He sent Jesus to, to, to pay the price. See, there was a price that needed to be paid. There, there was a job that needed to be done. It's why Jesus came. And he would die on a cross for our sins. So that we, because the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And so he came and he said, I'll, I'll pay the wage. I'll pay the price. And so he died for us. Why? It was God demonstrating his love for us. See, you're not only a son and a daughter, but you are a son and a daughter who is loved. And listen, I know that this can seem simple, but it may be the most powerful thing that you ever choose to receive as a believer. Because if you don't get this right, all the other stuff is gonna be difficult. If you don't understand whose you are and who you are and how much he loves you, the filter in which you see God will be wrong. 1 John 4.19 says this, we can love because he, he first loved us. But we can get this messed up, right? And I said this in the book of Galatians series that we did a month ago is we kind of spent a whole idea or a whole Sunday on the idea of God's love for us and this idea of being a son. And we said this, that sometimes what happens is we get our view of God distorted. And we think this, that the better we are, the more God loves us. The better I behave, the better it is if I don't make mistakes, if I don't drop the ball, if I don't sin, you know, God loves me more. But that's not true. It's not the better you are, the more God loves you. See, your behavior, it doesn't shape and it doesn't determine God's love for you. He just loves you, period, right? And so it's not the better you are, the more that God loves you. It's not my behavior is shaping whether or not God loves me. No, he loves you. See, when I first started dating Jennifer, and before I dropped the big, you know, three-letter phrase, I love you, once I did, there was a whole lot of reasons why I loved her. I loved her because she was hot. I loved her <laughs> because she thought I was hot. I loved her because of how she made me feel. I loved her because of all the fun we had. All of these reasons why I loved her. And you know, fast forward 16 years later, I guess it would have been 10 years later, after 50 hours of labor, out pops this little human being. And I held him in my arms. And for the most part, the love that I had experienced in my life was like, I love you because. I love you because of how you make me feel. I love you because of how, you know, the things that we do for each other and all of those things. And then I held this child. He had done nothing. 
There was no reason why necessarily I should love him. And I looked at him and I was like, I, lo I love you. I love you. He had done nothing. He was just my son. And I just loved him. As a father, you've been there. As a mother, you've been there. It's one of the most incredible feelings. If you're not a mother or father, someone held you at one point. And they looked at you and they just thought, I love you. I love you. And you've got to understand that's how God sees you. He loves you. He formed you, he made you, he put you together in the womb. And when you came out, he thought, that's my boy. That's my girl. I love him. Guys, God loves you. You messed up this weekend, God loves you. You don't feel like you're a perfect Christian, you're getting it all right, God loves you. You're far from God and in fact, you didn't even wanna be here today, but a son or a daughter invited you. A friend invited you. You didn't wanna be alone on Father's Day. Whatever, whatever it is, however you got here, but there's something in you to, that thinks God can't love me because of my past. I, I feel that really strongly. That there's someone in here today that you feel like God love you, that something you have done or something you have said, you're like, there's no way he could accept me. And I just say that's a lie from the enemy. He loves you, period. Your behavior, your attitude, the things that you've done, the things that you have said, they don't shape God's love for you. They don't even determine it. He loves you. He really, really does. And so it's the blessing of love, the blessing of identity, and then the last is this, it's the blessing of affirmation. He said, this is my son whom I love. And with him, I'm well pleased. I love this. I, I, I love what is happening in this moment because because often when we get affirmation from someone, it's validating something that we have done. But in this moment, where we see Jesus validating and affirming his son, his son had done nothing yet. He had not picked the disciples that would come a few verses later. He had not preached the Sermon on the Mount that would come a few verses later. He had not healed anyone that we know of. He had not done any miracles that we know of. He had not came, or he had not done all that he came to do yet. The Father sent him on a mission and he hadn't completed it yet. See, it would be one thing if after the mission was completed to pick up this verse, 
well, of course you love him. Of course he's your son. Of course you're pleased with him. He did what you called him to do. He hadn't done any of that yet. And he said, I'm, I, I'm pleased with you. I want you to know I'm proud of you. And I love that because here we see Jesus being affirmed. And we see this beautiful picture of, of, I guess, not having to live life striving for a blessing, but living from the blessing. And dads, it's Father's Day. What a beautiful example of how you parent your kids to say, Sam, love you. You're my son. There's nothing you could ever do that will cause daddy not to love you. And I want you to know before you grow up and become all that you're going to become, before you ever make an A on that test, before you ever, you know, become some ball and Lego engineer, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And that's what we see happening. And it's a blessing that I think God wants us to receive today. You're a son, you're his daughter. He loves you. But not only that, he's pleased with you. He's proud of you. There may be some things that need to be course corrected. There may be some things maybe he doesn't approve of, but it doesn't shape his approval of you. Larry Stockstill said this, it's a pastor in Louisiana. He said, affirmation is the point when somebody believes or, or somebody becomes convinced that they can change the world. I heard somebody once say a phrase that I'll just give you the phrase. Somebody once said, you know, I'm not going to thank you for something that, you know, that you should just be doing. Or I'm not going to tell you I'm proud of you for something that should just be part of what you do. Maybe you've had a boss like that, a coworker like that. Maybe you've acted like that with your spouse. <laughs> Guys, it's not a great way to live. There's something about affirming people and looking at people and saying, I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're awesome. See, when we affirm people and we tell people how much we love them and how proud of them we are, it actually can shape whether or not they're convinced that they actually can change the world. Maybe the very ingredient to you becoming all that God has intended you to become is your willingness to accept the fact that you are loved and approved by God. And I just wanted to be a voice of encouragement today. Yes, I wanted to challenge, but more than anything, this Father's Day, I wanted to be an encouragement to you dads in the room. You're loved. Your earthly father may not have showed you that. There may be some distance in your relationship. The relationship may have ended too soon and you never had a relationship. But I want you to know today you're loved. 
You don't have to strive anymore. You don't have to prove yourself to someone. You don't have to keep working the hours you're working. You don't have to keep trying to impress people with what you drive and what you wear. You don't have to stand in the gym trying to become some picture of someone just to impress someone that once dogged you or left you. You're loved. First Peter 2.9 says you're a chosen people, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possessions. So when you understand you're loved, know that the reason why is so that you may declare his praises the one that called you out of darkness into his glorious light. And so here's what I want to do today. I want to end this way. Would you stand to your feet? And I want you to bow your heads all over this room. And I want to speak to all the guys in the room. Ladies, if you'll keep your heads bowed. Guys, if you'll look up here. I want you to receive a blessing today. Would you hold your hands out like this, just like you're receiving a gift? Ah, Here's the blessing that I want you to receive today. And the blessing is this, that you are a son. You You are one that he loves and he's well pleased with. Men, you're a son. He loves you. And he's pleased with you. Maybe you've never heard that before. Maybe it's been a long time since somebody said, you're doing better than you think you are. It's been a long time since you've heard, I'm proud of you. Keep on. So as your pastor today, I'm saying, I'm proud of you. Keep on. Don't quit. We need you. Your kids need you. Your wife needs you. Your boss needs you. Your coworkers need you. You are a son whom he loves and he's well pleased. Just receive that blessing. Now, if you'll bow your heads and close your eyes, ladies, if you'll look up here, would you hold your hands out? Would you receive a gift today? feel like you're a bad mom. You feel like you'll never cut it as a wife. You struggled with your identity. Struggled with how you look and your image. And struggled if you would ever be loved because someone that once loved you left you. And I want you to know this today. Our Heavenly Father is looking down on you saying, this is my daughter whom I love and I'm well pleased. You're his daughter. He loves you. He's pleased with you. He really is. I know it may be hard to receive that. It's difficult. I 
know you may have walked in feeling like a failure, but may you not feel that anymore. You're his daughter. He loves you and he's well pleased with you. If you'll bow your heads, maybe you're in this room today and you would say, I'm far from God, but today I'm ready to come close to him. I'm ready to receive him because I wanna know, I want that, that blessing of being a son, feeling his love, I want that. If that's you today and you'd say, you know what, I'm far from God, but today I receive him as a father. And I pray as you receive him as a father that the spirit of the son would come into you and it would be a voice that cries out from here until eternity, Abba, Father. And you would know who you are and whose you are from here to eternity. If that is you today and you would say, that's me, I'm ready to receive him with nobody looking around. I'd love to pray over you. Would you slip up a hand if today you're like, you know what? I'm ready to give my life to him. I'm ready to receive him as a father. I'm ready to understand that I'm a son or a daughter. Nobody looking around. If that's you, I'd love to pray for you if you just slip up a hand. Thank you so much. God sees you. God sees you. Father, I pray right now for those men and women that raised a hand. I pray that right now that they would receive you as they give themselves to you, as they, they give their hearts to you and their lives to you. Father, I pray that they would receive right now all of you. I pray that they would receive the spirit of the Son of God that wants to live inside of them, that will forever cry out, Abba, Father, that will forever be a voice inside of them helping them understand who and whose they are. And so God, would you give them brand new life? Would you fill them full of your, your spirit from head to toe? May they walk out of here today forever changed. May that be so. May that be so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.